We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. It is so good to be back with you on the air. We are rejoicing in the fact that we know Jesus and that we believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is about to come back for the church, for his bride, and we are excited to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to you that are in the other nations. We pray for you. Today we're going to be ministering on the broadcast uh, beginning of a series entitled, What Time Is It? And if you're born again out there, you know and understand what the Spirit is saying. What time is it? Asks us a question. It is a close to the time of the rapture of the church, and we are believing that the body of Christ needs to awaken, to rise up, and acknowledge that Jesus is calling his bride to a condition of holiness and uh, to be conformed to his image. So if you would, bow your heads for a moment while I ask the presence of the Lord to come upon me that he might be able to speak to you. For if it is done by me, then it will profit nothing. But if it is done by the Spirit of the Lord, the Word of God assures us that his word will not go void, but it will fulfill the purpose for which God Almighty sends it. And that is our heart's desire, that whether you are saved or born, not saved, that you're listening to the word of God, the word will be able to do what God himself desires it to do in each heart and each life. So, Lord Jesus, we just ask your blessing. We thank you for this opportunity to come forth and speak your word to the people all around the world. We give you praise for this great and effectual door which you have opened unto us. We take not the responsibility lightly. We pray for the lost to be saved, for the church to be strengthened, for the sick to be healed, for the blind to see, for those that are held captive to be loosed. And Jesus, we know that nothing is impossible with you. And Jesus, we know that your word is truth. And you said that we must be born again to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, Lord, I pray, Jesus, that, Lord, God, multitudes will be saved by the hearing of your word. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Take and hide me behind the old rugged cross that you be seen and heard. And we thank you, Jesus, and we praise you, Jesus. And I believe in you, Jesus. I know that you are the Savior, the Messiah, the Savior and the one and only Savior of every human being on the face of the earth. And I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. The message today, again, I say that it is the beginning of a series that I believe the Lord is going to have me do on this radio broadcast as well as in the church. And I thank the Lord for this opportunity to bring you truth. For the truth is what Jesus said would set us free. It is time, amen, for the church to awaken. It is time for the church to speak truth to every lost soul that they come across. In Ephesians 5 and 16, it says, Redeeming the time because the days are evil we see evil all around us and i speak right now to those that are born again my sisters and brothers in christ 
evil is on the rampage. The Word of God told us that in the latter days there would be a tremendous growth of wickedness. We are seeing it, aren't we? I think about the condition of God's church often because I really feel that that is where uh, most of my call is. Every Christian is called to preach to the lost and encourage them to be saved, but I, I really believe that I've been placed in the body of Christ with an anointing of Jesus upon my life to uh, preach to the church and, and plead with them to draw closer to Jesus, to examine themselves, to make sure that they remain in the faith and that they are living unto the Lord in uprightness and holiness. I think of Ezekiel the prophet that was told to prophesy to the dry dead bones and what he prophesied was the word live. And I speak to you today, my brothers and sisters around the world that may be listening. doesn't matter what nation you're in. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. It is time to prophesy to the dry dead bones. That does not only mean lost people. Ezekiel was prophesying to the church. He was prophesying to the nation of Israel at that time. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 when he was told by the Lord himself to prophesy to those dry dead bones live. And the church needs to be living in the life of Christ, not following after the flesh. We need to speak the word of God with authority. The only way that we can speak with authority is if we are living the word ourselves. First Peter 1.17 says, And if you call on the Father who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, Pass the time of your journey here in fear. That means reverent fear of a holy God. Because God, without respect of persons, will judge according to everyone's work. Oh my, we should be about the Father's business. We don't have much time left, church. The clock is ticking. I would think that in the spirit realm it would be a good illustration to say it's about one minute till midnight. There is not much time left. And are we going about doing what God wants us to do? We will have our work judged. And how he will judge your work is by the motive in your heart. Hallelujah. Did you do the work of the Lord? Did you obey? Did you do it because you love him? So on and so forth. So I just encourage you, children of God out there, to ask yourself, glory to God, are you going to have a righteous judgment and a reward that comes forth from it to set at the feet of Jesus Christ? Though Peter encouraged us in this verse to pass the time of our journey here in fear. Are you walking in reverent fear of God, fearing and trembling at the word? You know, the body of Christ needs to awaken. There's been many false doctrines in this last days, just as Apostle Paul said that there would be. There'll be many that preach Jesus, but they'll be preaching another Jesus. We strive here in this ministry to preach the true Jesus who admonished us to come out of our sins. When we're born again, he admonished us to deny ourselves, pick up the cross, and follow Jesus. He admonished us that there was no excuse. Glory to God to continue to follow after the lust of the flesh. 1 Peter 4, 2 says that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. 
This is a command that because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, he finished it all. He gave us the power and the authority to have dominion over all sin through faith in the blood that he shed. The first verse in 1 Peter 4 says this, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. When you follow after your flesh, you're following after sin. Because your flesh is the sin nature. It cannot do righteous. There is no good thing, the Bible says, in the flesh of man or woman. So when we follow after the flesh, after we've been born again, we bring a reproach on Christ. And that's what Peter was talking about in that second verse. He said that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh. You're here journeying through a life here on earth. We are supposed to be glorifying God. Flesh never glorifies God. He said that we should no longer live his time or her time here on earth in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. What is the will of God, church? I come to remind you today and to take heed to what the Word of God has taught you. The very perfect will of God for the church is to be conformed into the image of Christ. That is the greatest purpose for each and every one of God's children. It's not about moving in the gifts, though that is glorious and wonderful and Jesus manifests himself, but that is not the main goal of the Father. That is not the main goal of why he gave his Son. He gave his Son to die for us, to be that perfect sacrifice that as we are redeemed back to God, have the opportunity to accept Christ, be redeemed back into fellowship with the Father. The main purpose of the Father is so that Jesus can live through us and the world can see Jesus and no longer us here on the face of the earth. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time. Are you humbling yourselves? Or are you still walking after the flesh that is prideful, arrogant, stubborn, selfish, has many evil lusts? Are you walking in the Spirit of the Lord? Are you humbling yourself? Are you submitting to the hand of God? Are you separating yourself from the world? Are you coming out from amongst them? Or do you still think like the world? Do you still talk like the world? Do you still act like the world? I admonish you to think. I provoke you to think through the written word of God. We will not be exalted in due time by the hand of God if we are still walking after the flesh and the lusts of men, mankind. I ask you to go before the Lord and examine yourselves to see if you still are in the faith. And that means faith. That's the word. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the written word of God. Go alone with God and ask the Lord how he sees you. How does he judge you? Glory to God. How am I? It is time to remember in 1 Peter 4, 17, it says, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, church, what shall the end of them be that obey not the gospel of God? Judgment is beginning at the house of God. I believe that in the, few, the little time that we have left on the face of the earth, that the Lord Jesus Christ has a hymn 
a hidden remnant that is going to begin to rise up and come forth with messages from God that will give the last opportunity, one of the last opportunities to the church to fall upon their knees and repent and get their hearts right, rend their garments, glory to God, <laughs> but not only their garments but their hearts and allow their hearts to be circumcised and clean before the Lord. Purity and holiness in the fear of God must come back into the house of God. God has messengers that are hidden. They may not see them on TV right now, but they are hidden. They have been, they are being trained up for this last day cry to awaken the body of Christ and to come out of themselves and to come truly into the spirit of God. It is time for sincere repentance in the house of God. For 1 Peter 4, 17 just told you that judgment must begin at the house of God. The house of God has been asleep. But the house of God is going to receive an awakening. They're going to have the opportunity to make a decision. God is coming to clean the house of God. The opportunity of decision to stop following after the lusts of their flesh and begin to walk in the spirit of God and allow themselves to be conformed into the fullness of their God, the full life. It is time for the church to grow up. It is time for the church to really begin to hate sin. It is time for the church to get up wake up rise up in the name of Jesus it is time for the church to walk and not faint it is time for the church to run and not be weary it is time to do his will and not their will it is time to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ in all things written in the word of God it is time to rejoice and not complain it is time to repent and then go and sin no more it is time to worship in spirit it is time to get the spirit of entertainment out of the house of God it is time to face our fears in the name of Jesus and walk in faith it is time to stop being satisfied with so little of Jesus. It is time to stop wasting precious time. It is time to stop being the Lord of your time and make Jesus the Lord of your time. It is time to remember time is in God's hands and the clock is ticking down and it is about to strike the midnight hour when I believe Jesus is coming back. It is time to allow him to do a new thing in you. It is time to love Jesus with a passion that drives us to his feet, to listen to the words he speaks, and to obey with a willing heart, not a grudging heart. It is time to allow the glory of the Lord to be the lifter of our head. It is time to say no to discouragement. It is time to remember that in Revelations 12 and 12, the word of God says the devil has a short time left. He has a short time left, and he's a roaring lion, and he's seeking all that he may devour. How is he distracting you? How is he getting your eyes off of Jesus Christ? How is he working in your life subtly? to cause you to follow the flesh and not the spirit? Is covetousness in your life? Do you covet the things of this world? Are you laying up treasures in heaven? Are you more concerned with this life than the kingdom of God? Are we believing the lies of the world or the truth of the holy word of God? Devil isn't wasting time. I'm going to tell you the truth. 
devil's not wasting time. Matter of fact, he's working overtime because he knows his time is short. He knows that the hand of God's clock is about one minute left. And he knows that he has to, one desires to take as many into hell with him as he can. How much harder should the redeemed, the blood-washed, born-again Christians be laboring in prayer, in fastings often? How much more should we be spending time testifying, witnessing to all those that we can reach? Jesus' word said, go in. He told the church, go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come into Christ. How much are we speaking? How much are we living the written word of God? Oh, can people see that you've been with Jesus? Revelations 14 and 15 says, thrust in the sickle and the reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Are we ready to reap the harvest? Are we still so much like the world that they can't even see Jesus? I'm asking you questions that God has asked me. I encourage you and admonish you to get alone with God. Let Him answer for you. Let Him show you how He sees you. Can He see His own life in you? Can He see growth where you are, you are going through the process of sanctification, being conformed more and more into His image? Are you stuck? Are you right where you were 10 years ago? Have you not grown under the anointing? It's if you have not you've been born again it's because you're not yielding to the work of the holy spirit revelations 22 and 10 says seal not the sayings of this prophecy of this book for the time is at hand it's not time to seal the book because we're not at the end yet but church we are so close we are so close. The church of Jesus Christ here on earth must wake up. We must come out of our sleep. We must come out of this slumbering condition, following after our own way more than we're following after God's, willing to lay our lives down, willing to give it all up for Jesus. I remember the parable where Jesus spoke to the rich man. And the rich man was asking Jesus, what can I do to come into your kingdom? And Jesus had told him more or less that he had obeyed all the major commandments. But Jesus said, there's one thing, there's one thing left that you need to do. Hallelujah. He said, go and sell all your possessions and then follow me. The man couldn't do it. He couldn't let go in his heart of things. There are many people in the body of Christ that in their heart cannot let go, couldn't if they had to, of earthly possessions. Now that man, that's a sad story. One of the saddest stories, glory to God, that I've ever seen in the Word of God because the, the young rich man walked away and he could not go and sell what he had. Therefore, he loved the temporal things more than he loved Jesus. Jesus knew his heart, yet this man didn't commit adultery, didn't rob banks. He, he didn't do all those. He was keeping the, the major things of the doctrine in the Bible. But that, that one thing, Jesus said, just one thing would keep him from entering into the kingdom of God. 
So I tell you this, church, listen to this last scripture with all your heart. Listen, Revelations 1 and 3, Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Blessed is he that reads, hears the words, that means listens attentively, and then one more condition, and keeps those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Jesus is coming back. I admonish you, church, again. Don't neglect your salvation. It is time that the church got alone with Jesus Christ, fall upon their face, and ask the Lord, have we neglected this beautiful gift of salvation? Are we about our own business or about the Father's business? I think of Apostle Paul and the marvelous words that have always burned in my heart that this man said when he was on the road to Damascus. He saw the light. He recognized it was Jesus. It fell upon his face under the light in the presence of God, and he heard the voice of God asking him, Paul, why? Why do you persecute me? And once Paul recognized that everything that he was doing out of a form of religion, deceived to think that he was doing what pleased God when it was against God himself, when Paul truly got converted, these marvelous words came out of that man's mouth. Lord, how might I serve you? I think about the condition of the church overall. Have we stopped serving Jesus? And are we serving with the right motive? Are we serving Jesus? Are we serving people? Are we people pleasers? Do we have enough humbleness of Christ in us alive that we would get up every day of our life and the first thing that would be on our mind would be Jesus Christ and the last thing on our mind when we lay our head upon the pillow would be Jesus Christ. Are we waking up and saying, Lord, this isn't my day, this is your day. I have no plans other than yours, God. And are we saying those words, Lord, how might I serve you? Have we totally and completely surrendered to the will of God? Church, I ask you to go before the Lord and ask Jesus, what is the motive of your heart? Do you worship him in spirit? When you repent, do you go and sin no more? Do you rejoice or do you murmur and complain? Do you praise your way through? Are your eyes on Jesus? Are they on things of the world or are they on people? I encourage you today to remember that Jesus Christ loves the bride. He loves them. He watches over the bride, cherishes you as his people. But he is a good God. And he has commanded us as his bride to live as he lives, to walk as he walks, to, re to rejoice in him, to desire him, to have a passion for him oh, that is above and beyond any other passion in our very being. Oh, is Jesus, the love for Jesus, like a fire shut up in your bones. Jeremiah said the word of God was like a fire shut up 
up in his bones. Well, I know by revelation of the Spirit what he was talking about. That's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. And John Jeremiah said, I've got a fire shut up in my bones. And he had to talk about Jesus because he had such a passion. Passion comes with a burning desire. A passion is a desire that will drive you beyond the natural. You will give the extraordinary. You won't just give ordinary. Oh, I ask you today, are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you ready? Are you just sitting in a church, being, uh, just being there? You may even be the greatest worker in the church, but your heart is hard and dead and cold, and you're no longer in love with Jesus like you used to be. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to someone and I believe it's more than one by faith. But I know that there is one in particular the Lord is speaking to that's listening to this broadcast. You used to be fanatically, madly in love with Jesus Christ, but the world snuck in little by little by little. You began to dilute the Word. You began to drift away from your prayer life. You began to not read or meditate on the Word of God like you used to or you know to do. It's time for the church to grow up. It's time for them to come out of childish understanding. It's time for the church to be able to go before a holy God and say, God, talk to me. Whatever's in my heart that, that is causing me not to love you more than my own life, then, Lord, I want you to reveal it. Lord, I want to come back into that passion. I want, I want that passion for the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. It's not a book that you carry around. Jesus is the Word. The Gospel of John says He is the Word. This is the Word. And when I say I'm madly in love with the Word, I mean I'm madly in love with Jesus. Does he still, does he still, when his presence comes in your church services, does he still cause your, your, you to feel like you have goosebumps all over your body because he's the love of your life? Is that passion burning within you that when you get up in the morning you must go and be alone with him? Do you have to go back to him at noon? Do you have to go back to him in the evening? Is he on your mind constantly? When you talk, does the scripture come out of you? Do, when you walk, do, do people know that it's Jesus and not you? When you respond in circumstances, do they see Jesus? Are you madly in love with him? Are you following him close or are you following him afar off? Lord, I pray that you bless in the closing of this ministry of the word. I pray that you bless your dealing with your people. You've said what you wanted to say. And Lord, it's time for the church to wake up. It's time for the church to fall back in love with you. First and foremost, love in our life. It's time, Lord. It's past time. It's almost too late. So I pray that the Spirit of the Lord has dealt with you. If you belong to Jesus and you're under conviction, you know what to do. Fall upon your knees and begin to repent and go and sin no more. Make him the love of your life again. For remember, Jesus said to one of the churches in the book of Revelation, I have this one thing against you. You've left your first love. So Jesus says it's time to get your heart right and keep it right. God bless you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, all you have to do is believe that He is the Son of God, that He died on a cross for you, that He bore your sins, that He was a perfect sacrifice. Jesus never sinned, but He bore your sins. 
He died for you, willingly gave up his life. He is the only Savior of the world. He is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. I believe in Jesus. You just need to say, Lord, I'm sorry for all my sins. Jesus, I now believe that you are who you say you are in the written word of God. And I accept you as my personal Savior. And you are then born again if you really meant that in your heart. And now go and sin no more under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Go to a church that preaches truth. And listen to the message. Don't look at the building. Don't look at the size of the congregation. But listen to the message. Go where the uncompromised word of God is preached. And that is where God will place you. God bless you. Until next week, we'll be praying for you and you pray for us. Jesus loves you and so do we.